0: welcome to center stage with international opera star pamela kuhn and now here is your host
1: pamela kuhn good morning everyone and the curtain is up on center stage the show about the arts and the artists behind their work Have you ever wondered about the lives of inanimate objects? There is a branch of scientific thought that believes that some objects actually absorb the consciousness of those around them. And in any case, we certainly project our own emotions upon objects that we live with and oftentimes take for granted in our homes and in our lives. If this is true, then we certainly have a responsibility towards inanimate objects just as we do to our loved ones. Thankfully, this is the idea that motivates us to have a more organic conscience in how we live. From food to clothing, an organic approach is one way to a future working towards freedom from waste and harm to the planet. But as I pass a multitude of estate sales in affluent areas like Greenwich, Connecticut, my mind wanders in thought about what happens to the other aspects of our lives that we leave behind – luxury goods, trappings of the house, fitted kitchens – Elegant bathrooms, which sometimes are new or have never been used. What happens to those inanimate objects, or are they just lost to the junk heap when the house is eventually torn down for the next mega mansion? If you join me in this world of wonderment, then I can answer your questions today, because I have with me the man who changed the direction of the future of household fittings, furniture, moldings, and everything important to the makeup of a home. Steve Feldman is the the entrepreneur behind Green Demolitions and Renovation Angels, a company devoted to rescuing elements of a house which are too precious to be discarded. And the best part is that he takes that precious cargo and offers them up to be resold while supporting charities. So quite literally, save a kitchen and repurpose it and save a life and give it purpose. His personal story is fascinating. His business story is bold. Stephen Feldman, welcome to Center Stage.
0: Pamela, it is so great to be here back in Greenwich where it all started for Renovation Angel.
1: It all started in Greenwich, It all
0: started here. I'll give you a little bit of my background. I grew up in Poughkeepsie, New York. Became a teenage alcohol and drug abuser, had a couple of bouts of suicidal depression, entered into the radio business, good place to be, and (laughs) spent 18 years in radio, first as a rock and roll DJ. Then I worked for the first Imus in the Morning Syndicate in Providence, Rhode Island. And in 1998, while I was 10 years into my recovery, I got an opportunity to do fundraising for the projects that saved my life. So I was flying around America and I ended up here in Greenwich.
1: Wow. Let's go back just a little bit. Okay. The drug addiction, alcoholism. Um, how did this happen in such a youngster as yourself?
0: You know, it's it's always a mystery how one becomes an addict. My life was perfect. You know, people talk about becoming an addict when li- their lives are going south. Uh, my parents were great. I was the number one runner on my cross-country team. But I started smoking pot, and next thing I knew, I was addicted to it.
1: Uh-huh. And so how did you get into radio then?
0: So I went to college to be a psychologist, realized I was too crazy to do that, <laughs> and ended up in radio where I was with a lot of other crazy people.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do you think your, your journey into psychology was kind of a means of self-he- self-healing for yourself?
0: Yeah, I think I was looking for answers and realized I didn't have the answers for others. So I ended up saying, let me do something totally other, mm-hmm. and ended up in radio.
1: As one does, of course. Of course. Psychology radio, yeah. And... <laughs> The next will be bartending, of course. Um, <laughs> so tell us about your radio career.
0: Well, it was great. I was first a DJ and then I moved into sales. And our station was the first station in America to syndicate IMUS in the morning, 1037 WRX in Providence. And that was a huge change because IMUS really talked to like, the business owners, the CEOs, the professionals. So wow. it put me into that kind of luxury professional world in Providence, Rhode Island, which was a good precursor to fundraising.
1: So your whole thing in life was really getting into communication.
0: It was communication. It was meeting people. And, you know, when I left radio, I was flying around America. And what happened was I picked up Forbes magazine and I read about Brewster Kopp, who lived here in Greenwich. Mm -hmm. And the article was entitled The Workaholic. Oh. <laughs> very interesting. And he worked for First Bank Boston, for Digital Corporation. And the article said he was now spending 90% of his time helping charities. So I called him up, got to know him. He introduced me to one very wealthy donor here on Lake Avenue. And she was my first donor. And then in 2001, she lost $30 million in the stock market oh, crash. My gosh. She handed me her last check and said, good luck. What am I going to do now? Her next-door neighbor was Farah Pahlavi, the queen of Iran. And Mm -hmm. I saw a sign in her driveway that said, demolition in progress. So I drove up to this house, and it was gone. And I had this idea. Why not sell the kitchens and beautiful fixtures out of mansions and earn the money rather than ask for it? So I went from being a fundraiser to becoming an entrepreneur in that moment.
1: Wow. 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 So was it the sense of, like, divine inspiration, like, luring you up that driveway to the demolition uh, it source? It must have been... <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It was divine inspiration, and then everything started to fall into place. A few months later, someone, a real estate agent here in Greenwich told the Greenwich Time newspaper about this idea, and they wrote an article in October 2001, and we got 36 phone calls. So for the next four years, we ran this as a pilot program. And then in 2005, I started my nonprofit, which was originally called Green Demolitions. And the whole concept was offer homeowners free professional removal and a full tax deduction and no disposal fees. And then we sell everything and earn our money. And we weren't fundraising. We weren't asking anyone to give us money. We wanted to earn it.
1: Wow, so I've been into green demolitions when you had it in Norwalk, yes, and I was looking for a new kitchen, and I didn't want to pay the one hundred thousand dollars you know of my my dream kitchen. This is a fantastic resource for people
0: absolutely, and of course, we are the heyday was from two thousand and five to two thousand and eight. Greenwich was the demolition capital of the East, and we had product coming in from all kinds of homes and renovations in Greenwich and then Westport, Darien, New Canaan, Westchester. So it was wonderful. And then... The banking crisis.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And we were sitting there going, "Oh, wow, what next?" Mm-hmm. So what happened was we opened up another store in New Jersey, and the market really shifted in terms of where a lot of people were buying homes and where a lot of the buyers were. So we ended up closing our Norwalk store in 2012 and expanding our New Jersey store to 43,000 square feet, and that's where we are today. Wow. And we have become the only luxury kitchen recycler in the nation. We're the only ones that offer this white glove removal service, full tax deduction. And we can do this nationwide, but we still love coming to Greenwich and the surrounding areas. <laughs>
1: of course you do. Of course you do. You know, I've always wondered about these beautiful homes out here. And oftentimes you see them redone or you see a spec house go up, and obviously it has a brand new kitchen. Yes. Yet somebody buys it and says, no, 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 I want to put my own personal stamp. And you you, you wonder what happens to these beautiful kitchens, bathrooms, et cetera. And not only that, but it's just the moldings. Yeah.
0: It, it, the, the whole woodwork, the whole kitchen... And if you compare it to the automobile industry, you'll totally understand what we do. The automobile industry, for 110 years, figured this out from day one. You have new cars, and then you have pre-owned and used cars. And then cars get recycled as parts, and then the materials get recycled. Mm -hmm. No waste in automobiles. In kitchens, 180-degree waste. You have the kitchen goes into a home, and then it's not like a car. It's easy to transport, and every car fits every road. Now, what do you do with that kitchen? The homeowner doesn't want it. So two things happen to that kitchen, maybe three. Most common, it gets thrown in the dumpster Mm -hmm. or it disappears from the job site. It just, somebody just takes it (laughs) and, and, or the homeowner says, no, 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 I want to put it in storage and do something with it. But nobody has really figured out what is really the practical solution until we came along. And our solution is at the moment, you know, you're going to renovate, bring us in. We'll plan to be there the day you want it demoed. Our demolition only takes a half a day unless it's a huge kitchen, mm-hmm. maybe one day. You have no cost for the demolition. You have no cost for the packing or the transportation. Mm-hmm. You, If you want to get an appraisal, with the kitchen is worth over a certain amount, you can do that. Um, we'll connect you with a third-party appraiser. And then we offer you that full tax deduction as a 501c3 nonprofit.
1: That's fantastic. Wow. I'm, I'm very impressed by all of this and how this has worked for you. Do you feel that um, your whole renovation angel idea is really the renovation of yourself on some level?
0: You know, I joke and I say that I'm a recycled luxury person <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I was in radio and then I was in fundraising and now I have this entrepreneurial recycle kitchen enterprise. And, Uh you know, for me, the impulse was to give back. I had had my life given back to me as a recovered addict. I wanted to give back to others. And in America, I think one of the best things you can give someone is a job. So here are our benchmarks in 12 years. We've created over $18 million worth of jobs. We currently have 35 employees, and our payroll is over $2 million a year. Mm -hmm. And that's not being funded by government grants or any kind of solicitation. Mm -hmm. We're earning the money to pay for those payroll and all the infrastructure. So you have 35 employees, but you have to give them a building. You have to give them insurance. You have to give them trucks and cars and all the equipment. And that's what it costs to run Renovation Angel. So the thanks
1: to this really goes back to that wonderful woman who gave you the rest of her money, right? And she I, said, here, go forth. A-
0: absolutely. <laughs> she It was necessity is the mother of invention. She was basically saying, y- y- I no longer will fund you and go figure out something else. And I did. And she did me a huge favor. If she would have kept funding me. We never would have had this.
1: That's right. It, it puts you in a hungry place, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. To really make things happen. And in that same way, how did how did you find help for your addiction eventually? Because you know this is really a a hot topic right now with Absolutely. opioid use and and young people. How did you find help?
0: Basically? Well, you know there is a lot of different ways to get help from addicts for addiction, mm-hmm. and really the answer is to find the help through other addicts who have recovered. Mm -hmm. So I met a group of recovered addicts who showed me what they did.
1: And Steve, was there one point where you just thought, I can't carry on like this anymore? I have to change my life? Yes. Was there a catharsis of some There was.
0: When I was 30, I realized that I needed to change. You know, I was thinking you know, problems with my job or problems with family life. And when I realized that I needed to change, that was the beginning of my change. And I I think that's the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. You can only change one person in life. That's yourself. That's yourself. And if you're willing to take that journey, and it, I'm still on that journey. I'm not done. There is no graduating from that journey. Right. But if you're willing to go on that journey, you will find it to be an exciting, rewarding, and things will happen that you never dreamed of.
1: Of course. I'm a firm believer that if you walk into your fear, everything is dissipated. You know, Your fear is dissipated, and you, you can see a new horizon finally when you, when you face that. Um, so when you walk into some of these these houses, I mean, do you, do you feel a, a sense of obligation almost to some of these precious things that you're preserving, really?
0: A- absolutely. You know, my dad was an environmentalist. He was a biology professor at college. So oh. I always grew up with a sense for being green, being environmentally responsible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, what's also exciting is what I call Market void, and you know, in Greenwich, with all the hedge funds and all the investors, you know, they're all, people are always looking for that market void, that market niche, mm-hmm. and to to be able to develop a whole industry in America is very very exciting. Yeah. And when I write my book, you know, the subtitle is going to be: "Is how did an ex pot smoking <laughs> rock and roll DJ, you know, discover luxury kitchen recycling in America?" Absolutely. But it's true. It's happening, and we're just scratching the surface. You know, we're. Now taking our process and we're applying it to furniture and antiques Mm -hmm. and we're really targeting the super wealthy because in Manhattan, what's happening is people are buying these $17 million apartments and the kitchens are brand new. Mm -hmm. You know, typically in a Greenwich renovation from 10 years ago, the kitchens might have been 3 years old, 5 years old, 10 years old. In Manhattan, you're talking brand-new kitchens that are being thrown out.
1: What a shame.
0: And because they don't want that look. I mean, they have a 5,000-square-foot you know, penthouse apartment, mm-hmm. and they want a different color, a different look. And there's no garage to put it in. So, And it, storage in Manhattan is very expensive. Of so, course. Yeah. So we become even more valuable in the high-rise markets with the super wealthy. And the super wealthy are also very financially savvy. And that's why mm-hmm. in Greenwich – You know, somebody said to me the other day, they said, Greenwich is an early adopter market. And that's absolutely what happened to us. When you think about us, nobody had ever heard of our program before. Mm -hmm. We were brand new. But Greenwich opened its arms to us because it was a good idea and because we did a good job. And I remember one person early on said, I wish your crews were installing my new kitchen. Really? And that was the best compliment we could get from somebody in Greenwich.
1: Because you were so efficient.
0: And our crews are so great. Our crews are communicative. They're neat. They clean up after themselves. Mm-hmm. They People love our crews. We get kudos all the time.
1: And they do everything. I've seen it on your website where we'll see the videos of the removals right yes. down to the nails and every screw. Yeah, it's they, quite impressive.
0: They, it's very impressive how they get it done quickly, that they work with the contractors, designers, and architects. A lot of people think, oh, this is going to slow the project down it actually doesn't in some ways we're faster than let's go smash it and put it in a dumpster and the other thing is dumpsters put a little mark on your driveway and they block the bmw (laughs) so (laughs) that's
1: one way of putting it here that's that's a savvy approach
0: forget the dumpster bring in the renovation angel truck you'll feel better you're going to save tens of thousands of dollars And it's a win 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 across the board.
1: And of course, here in this area, you're looking at high quality kitchens as well. It's the same Absolutely. In Manhattan.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what we want. You know, the only way we can survive with that kind of payroll and overhead is for us to recycle luxury, not just any old kitchen. So, what we're taking out of homes has to be good condition, high quality, good appliance packages. And the other interesting thing that's happening is that. Since the banking crisis, Mm -hmm. people in Greenwich now buy from us.
1: (laughs) I was wondering about that. Yes,
0: absolutely. Because some people, you know, they've maybe bought a house and there's not a lot of equity in it. Mm -hmm. And they want to keep their renovation budget small. And they find us and they put in amazing kitchens. And they could save $100,000 on their kitchen. But that's for a do-it-yourselfer.
1: So how does all this work? I mean, they find out about you. They phone you. What's the next step?
0: So a person who wants to donate either searches online and finds us, hears about us from a friend or from a trusted advisor. That could be an architect, a builder, a real estate agent, or a financial advisor or an estate manager. And they call us up and we say, yes, we want your project. We've seen the pictures that they send us. And we then send an inspector and we make a complete inventory Mm. for that person so we can give them a estimated savings proposal. Because we went on site and gathered all those pictures, we then see if they're gonna need an appraisal. If that's the case, then we give all those images and inventory reports to the appraiser who can then work from that information.
1: Wow, this sounds pretty easy.
0: It's very easy for the homeowner. So basically, they have one appointment for an inspection, they listen to our proposal, which they can receive via email, and they schedule us to come for removal day.
1: Now, where does someone go if they want to investigate about this, Steve
0: Feldman? Well, the best place to go is renovationangel.org's website. Mm-hmm. You can watch our video. You can see the steps of how it works. You can see the list of inventory we take. And it's kitchens, bath fixtures, home decor, lighting, architectural elements, even statues and generators.
1: Wow. Pianos? Pianos. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen Artwork, of, mm-hmm, rugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Any luxury item that has value. And usually the heavier it is and the harder it is to handle, the more likely people want to hand it over to us. Of
1: course, of course. So you've obviously seen everything, you know. You've walked into these incredible homes. Uh, are there any stories that kind of stand out that are, uh, you know, incredulous almost in what yeah, you've Yeah, we,
0: we have some wonderful stories. Uh, about four years ago, we were um, in a meeting up in Conyers Farm at a project, and you know, we started talking to the homeowner and, you know, I asked her, you know, do you have uh, a charity that you're interested in? Because, you know, at one time we did, uh, we let people choose the charity that they could give their give back to. And she was like, oh my God, I have this wonderful charity that's helping, you know, dogs and cats. And I would love for you to, you know, raise money for us. So we actually, when we did her demolition project, we, Um, you know, put some of the proceeds back to her charity. So she was delighted, and then she gave us some other referrals, which also benefited her charity.
1: So how many charities do you actually benefit?
0: Well, right now we have four charitable partners, and they're nationwide. Um, Our major one is Focus North America, and I love them because they're feeding hungry children of the homeless Mm -hmm. and poverty families across America. And they can take, you know, a dollar to them is worth about 5 or $10 because they get the food at pennies on the dollar, and then they distribute it to the poor. So they're helping about a quarter million children nationwide. Uh, we have another charity that's helping youth at risk coming out of foster homes getting through high school. Uh, we do have uh, a couple of animal charities, and then we have another charity uh, in Chicago that does help for uh, designing spaces for nonprofits that don't have any money to make their space nicer. Really? Yeah. So oh, the, these, are, these are all different charitable that kind of meet our model, which is, is it youth at risk? Is it addiction recovery? Mm-hmm. Is it social entrepreneurship? Or is mm-hmm. it job training? Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the four broad categories that we use to pick a charity.
1: You can really sleep well at night, can't you?
0: I can sleep well at night. The things that keep me awake is running this very new entrepreneurial business and business Mm. for charity because what we're really doing is having to get in enough supply and then find enough buyers for it. So typically we have more buyers than we have supply, Mm -hmm. but every once in a while, you know, because of retail cycles or time of year, sales will slow down, and it's just keeping all the balls in the air. So it's a juggling act.
1: I can remember um, my husband and I actually bought a washer and dryer from your company once. Cool. And it was something uh, everybody was looking at, uh, for, you know what I mean? Yes. And we, we – almost in a fight over it with several other people, <laughs> Absolutely. which I thought was really interesting.
0: There's a lot of competition, particularly on kitchens. They're all one-offs. Mm-hmm. So when people come to the store, oh, or what, yeah. you can call the store and you can order and give a credit card. And then it's delivered to you here in Greenwich or wherever you live, even nationwide.
1: So what kind of relationship do you have with the kitchen companies? I mean, do they hate you or do they love you? They love us.
0: So (laughs) I'm going to mention a few. Uh, Kitchens by Dean, Mm -hmm. who are um, here in Stanford and New Canaan. Uh, They have a lot of clients in Greenwich. They've been utilizing our program for years. And you know, we're a resource because people buy a house, the kitchen's pretty nice, but they want to renovate it. But gee, they don't want to just throw the kitchen out. When they hear that it can be recycled, then they Can save some money on the project, they're delighted. Um, There are a lot of other people we work with here in Greenwich. Uh, You know, Granoff Architects, Form Limited on Putnam, uh, Putnam Kitchens, um, Waterworks. So there, there are many, many companies right here in Greenwich that have utilized our services over the years.
1: And you know, this is such a popular topic right now. I mean, when I watch HGTV, and, and we watch a show like Fixer Upper, Yes, and um, they're always using repurposed items, but it's done with a certain amount of love and caring. You know, like th- the hardwood floors, the shiplap that Joanna Gaines always talks about, um, so, some of the antique stores, they go into finding fittings, you know, it all comes together with a certain amount of love. I mean, would you say you're, you're offering the same kind of Absolutely. conscience here? Absolutely.
0: The people who donate to us are definitely very generous. And I found the town of Greenwich as whole. People are generous. They care. They care about the environment. They care about charity. So It was a wonderful place to start and to continue our program. We also find there are wonderful buyers here and, you know, some of the interesting buy stories. Uh, About seven years ago, many of the Clive Christian showrooms closed. There was one here on East Putnam. And we had the ability to get those. Kitchens and sell them to the general public. And a woman here out on Sandwich Road bought a Clive Christian kitchen for her house, and she was so excited to be able to get a Clive Christian kitchen at a fraction of the cost.
1: And when you say fraction of the cost, I mean realistically, what are we talking? We're about?
0: talking, you know, a, a, a display kitchen could be seventy-five or eighty percent off list price. So a two hundred thousand wow. dollar kitchen could sell for fifty thousand, or a pre-owned kitchen. New might be a hundred thousand might sell as low for ten thousand, depending on how much fixing up you have to do we don 't fix them up; we right. sell them as is, so if it needs a paint job it 's on you to get it painted. But you could buy a hundred thousand dollars set of cabinets, spend seven thousand dollars painting it now it looks like a hundred thousand dollar cabinets again. And you only paid 17000
1: So you just need a clever contractor to come in or exactly. an artisan to be able to, to repurpose this in your own home.
0: And the exciting thing is, is that we not only are the first kitchen recycler, but we're really starting a whole – grassroots industry around mm-hmm. contractors and right. designers and stone companies that are working with these recycled products to make them work in the home and make them retrofitted. And that's an opportunity both for the industry as well as for the homeowners.
1: Well, why haven't we seen you on HGTV or, or the DIY channel?
0: Well, you never know. Ah.
1: <laughs> oh, I like the sound of that. Oh, I love it. Um, now, you've worked with several celebrities in the past, haven't you? Yes, I mean. we
0: have. And, you know, n- normally our MO is we don't disclose who we work with because people want to respect their privacy. Mm-hmm. However, over the years, certain celebrities have wanted to champion our cause. The biggest one was Edie Falco of The Sopranos, yeah. Nurse Jackie. She heard about us. She said, you know, I'll come to your showroom. I'll get interviewed by Success Magazine, Brilliant. by Inside Edition. And so we have some wonderful photographs of Edie Falco giving her kitchen to us in 2012. Oh, we also did the same with Amani Toomer of the New York Giants mm-hmm. and Kevin Jonas of the Jonas Brothers.
1: And weren't you associated with Robert uh, Kennedy Jr.? Absolutely. At one
0: point? That was one of our best projects. Uh, they had mold problems in their house in Mont Kisco. Mm-hmm. They had actually heard about us from a firm here in Granite that was doing green design. And I think it was Stephen Winter Associates told them about us. And so we went out to the home. We met the Kennedy family. They loved what we were doing. And we took 264 items out of their home, everything from furniture to bathroom fixtures and lighting. And they actually put us in their book, The Kennedy Greenhouse.
1: Oh, how marvelous. So wonderful for you.
0: It was a great project. And then they also referred us to uh, other people that they knew in their network, which was extensive.
1: I I think you're looking for world domination, aren't you, Stephen?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I like playing Monopoly with all the hotels. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know... But I'll tell you, our biggest moat is that this is difficult. It's difficult to remove the kitchens in the sense of it takes a lot of skill, a lot of time, and then the whole process of remove it, pack it, transport it carefully, bring it to the warehouse, inventory it, then sell it, then deliver it, and then go find more product because these are all one-offs. It's not like I can just pick up the phone and say, hey, send me 50 recycled luxury kitchens. I have to go get each project individually.
1: So the landfills of America are thanking you.
0: The landfills are thanking me. And there's an interesting statistic. You know, when you throw things out, you could throw out, you know, you know 10 million tons and it mm-hmm. creates one job. That same, you know, 10 million tons might create 75 jobs by recycling. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. We're recycling and then those kitchens get repurposed. And then the people who buy them from us, they spend money on, you know, flooring, paint, Additional appliances, other fixtures, the installation, the remodeling contractors. So it's actually economic stimulus to get those kitchens into homes that are improving them. So it's kind of everybody wins. And then at the end of the day, some of those proceeds end up in food for kids that can't afford to eat.
1: Oh, this is all wonderful Steve Feldman oh my gosh Um, I love it that you're a renovation angel I'm an angel too with my angel choir I I have a feeling we need to get together and talk about 501c3 and how we can work together (laughs) and I'll help the animals too and I love your story I love your personal story and um, kudos to you first of all for getting over your addiction thank you and turning your life around and really making the world a better place with what you do Um, is there a website address we can go to.
0: Again, if you go to renovationangel.org, mm-hmm. look us up. If you know someone renovating, please tell them about us. This is brilliant. And we'd love to get with your project, make it greener make you a little financially savvier, and everybody will feel good. So, Pamela, thank you for having me on your show, and it's great to be back in Greenwich. There's no place like home.
1: And here you are in radio again. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. And this is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on center stage.